This is the 2020 uh, quarantine edition of the True Tone Lounge with my good buddy, J.D. Simo. So I'm going to do the whole interview like this because that looks cool, doesn't it? Yes, with your hands out. Yes, exactly. because you're giving. You're giving to the good people. I'm trying to. I'm okay. trying to fight the good fight. Okay, so so first off, uh, you know, this, this is... These are hard times and these are strange times. So tell us how you're feeling. Uh, tender. I'm feeling real tender at the moment. Um, I've been doing remarkably well considering um, the pandemic. Um, but uh, once uh, the incident that happened last week up in Minnesota happened, I've been feeling really, really tender. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's where I'm at. How about you? Uh, I, I would have, I would have to agree. Um, uh, I, I think the, uh, the pandemic itself, um, you know, has surprisingly, you know, obviously had some very negative effects, but it's had some very positive effects on me and my family and making me slow down and like making... What? Yeah. And making me slow down and think about my life and reassess a lot of my priorities in life. Uh, but the things that have happened recently in Minnesota have, uh, you know, been, been really heart wrenching, gut wrenching. And then also, you know, like explaining these type of things, you know, to my 11 year old son and, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, you know, really hard and, and, and trying to figure out what to do besides just talking. That's the key, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, you know, luckily there's, there's multitudes of organizations that we can donate money to. Um, and fortunately, you know, with everyone's even heightened, um, engagement in social media, um, there's been a, a pretty impressive galvanization of unity um, as a result of all this, which is, which is really beautiful. Um, Zach and I were talking before we, we started this a little bit ago, and it was pretty amazing to open my Instagram feed this morning and see how many people, some people that I didn't necessarily expect to be engaged were engaged. And, uh, obviously we're pre-recording this. We're, we're recording this on, uh, on Tuesday, uh, June 2nd. Um, yeah. so, um, yeah, you know, and I mean, all I can say from my perspective, you know, without, um, without engaging in a, in a long spirited, um, vocal comfort you know vocal conversation about all this you know what it comes down to is you know uh i love life um i love my family and i personally am a lover not a fighter i'm i i don't have the um uh, the antagonistic side that some people have that's not to say that i don't get angry um uh, but I'm a much more inward type of person. And 
when it comes to social unrest and it comes to human rights, um, you know, it's there, you know, all one has to do is enter my home. And it's like my, my life's work in many ways is in, um, tribute to, um, to African-American culture, to African-American music, um, to the incredible contribution uh, that's been made to culture and the arts and, um, and our country. And um, the, uh, the fact that I, as now a guy in his 30s, um, still live in a time where just the basic notion of of equality, whether, you know, is, is still even being talked about is pretty amazing. Um, because it's really a simple, and this is something Zach and I were talking about too, that it's really, it's, it's a simple, it's a simple thing, you know, you're either for equality or not, you know, yeah. I think we try and muddle it. I think we try and muddle it. I think that, or not necessarily we, I'm using it as a blank. I think people try and muddle it and turn it into something either less than, most of the time less than what it is you know when really it's just basic it's just basic human respect and love you know um and uh you know if a person you know and basically like where i'm at with it is just like if you can't at least distill it down to something that basic then to heck with it <laughs> because i you know when it comes down to it, you do unto others as you want to be treated, right? Regardless uh, of if you're religious or not. I mean, it's like the basic principles of the basic, the basic principles of, of human existence and empathy and kindness and compassion and love. Yeah. It's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. I think, I think it's you know, interesting in this, you know, season of, uh, you know, I felt like almost like I was being prepared for some of this and, and maybe this, that's not the right word, but it was when watching like the Ken Burns documentary on country music, watching that and, and hearing how there were so many country music icons that, you know, like if you take, you know, the hillbilly Shakespeare, Hank Williams senior, it's like, yeah. he learned, you know, guitar and, and, you know, about songs and such from, from a black man named T Tot. And then yeah. you take all these instances where you think of country music as being white redneck music. And, and I know that's a, those are horrible, you know, that redneck's a horrible word, but just, just the fact that that documentary was illuminating and just finding out how much that black music and culture had influenced country music. It was something that, that, you know, we all needed here. I needed to hear. And well, and, and, vi and vice and vice versa. How many times yeah. have we, have we, uh, you know, whether, whether it's, it's, it's Isaac Hayes or Booker T Jones or, um, Bobby Womack or, you know, who grew up listening to the grand old Opry, right. you know, it's, 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 you know, basically, here's the thing that I always kind of distill it down to, you know, it's like, you know, great art, okay, great art time and time again throughout history comes from the oppressed, comes from adverse circumstances, yes. comes from poverty. There's not a lot of great art that comes from privilege, okay? No. 
And, and if one wants to argue with me, I'll argue all day about that. Okay. Right. Because there's, there's a primal element when people are, um, when people are, 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 it's not even necessarily that they're desperate. It's just that when you're, when your very existence is, is tempered in, um, you know, uh, not knowing what the next moment is going to be. There's a primal, there's a, there's a focus, there's a, there's a pointedness to being completely in the moment that you're in. Okay. That's how I choose to kind of understand it from my own perspective, because really that's what it's about. You know, the more comfortable you are, the more time and more brain power you have to worry about what has happened or what will happen, you know, but if you're, if, if your very existence, if you're tempered, if everyday life is moment to moment, you're, you're in the moment, you know, and you make the most of the moment you're in, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a, a, a time and time again, you know, of any musical genre, all of the great musical genres, even back centuries ago, classical music, you know, um, it was, it was, uh, it was wealthy people would be benefactors to great composers. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a mutually, it was, it was mutually exclusive is I guess what I'm saying, the ability to pull from the ether and truly be able to channel the human experience into something that's, that's, uh, expressive, yeah. you know? Yeah, just to, yeah, hitting on what you, what you first said, yeah, it you know it, it kind of it blew my mind in you know like in my lounge interview with Reggie Young, you know, finding out like that Bobby Womack was somebody that he stole so much from, and then you know hearing that like Rufus Thomas, you know, was listening to Roy Acuff on the Grand Ole Opry. So there's that 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 influence, and and you have to take into account that these you know. Yeah, they they were absorbing all these other influences, and then too to hit on what you're saying about how when you have adversity, I mean, I can think about it in my own life. One, I've never lived in any kind of fear, but my most productive and when I have been my most inspired to do better work is because I've been unhappy and I've had a hard situation befall on me. And, and then I had to, and that's what made me break out of my complacency to do something better. Yeah. And I can, yeah, I can, I can concur, you know, I can concur. So, you know, um, so yes, heavy times indeed. Yeah. dear friend. So tell me, uh, just, you know, again, being home with your, uh, with your wife and child, uh, you know, what's changed with you, you know, in that and, and, you know, whether it's personal or musical or. Uh, everything's changed, uh, as I'm sure, you know, with you and anyone else, but I, um, I've found out how much I don't like touring. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I'll explain that in a minute. Um, no, I'm just really grateful to, um, be home with my family and um, to have their support because every day has become a very simple thing of just taking care of the little one. I think that um, if I were alone and weren't married and didn't have a child, it would be a lot more difficult to fill the time of the day and I'd be a lot crazier. Yeah. In a lot of ways, my family has kind of saved my sanity 
because it gives me something incredibly rewarding, fulfilling, and positive to invest my the hours and minutes of the day in. And it pays great dividends, as you know. Um, and that coupled with just an incredibly, like, I, I, I haven't had a period of my life where I've had the time to invest in practice, dissecting types of music to an intrinsic level, um, experimenting with tones, um, experimenting with sonics, with recording, um, writing. I haven't had I, I haven't had uh, the opportunity to do all of that to the extent that I'm doing it, and since I was a teenager, since I was it was a long time ago. It was 20 years ago, yeah. and that has been incredible because it's like, you know, I'll get up in the morning and it's like I'll listen to a record or open Spotify and listen to stuff hanging out with my daughter, and then when she goes down for her nap, I'll sit and have a few hours to tear that thing apart and really learn it in a way that, yeah, I listen to music constantly when I'm on tour, but you don't have time to really get in it because you're on to the next thing. You're doing sound check. You're trying to have dinner. You're, you know, you know, the routine of it. Yeah. And so, you know, and the other thing is, is when you're on tour, you're playing your show every night, but you're playing your show, you know? So it's like the fact that for months now, every day has been a solid cycle of, something new for me like a new record a new thing to learn a new thing to embody new thing to work on has been completely completely life-changing and um that's something that is just amazing to me because i i never would have thought and the relationships that i've been able to garner with other peers um uh musicians that i respect uh engineers producers because everybody's on their phone everybody's posting new content almost daily and i like everybody else is like keeping an eye on it and checking and getting stuff and getting something out of it and so you know like i've become a better recording engineer i've 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 had you know weeks and weeks and months now to experiment and really hone how i want to record stuff uh and learn from people i i uh, i admire um uh, I've taught myself how to edit videos. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I've taught myself, uh, you know, with the live streams, how to uh, uh, how to sort of put together a show um, and find a sort of a format that seems to work um, and stay on point. Uh, you know, to and debut new music every week. I mean, it's just been a really great creative time. Um, and um, and it just keeps going on, you know. I mean, I'm gonna have, uh, you know, we. It, I guess it was about a month ago, five weeks ago. I started having Adam, my cohort in my that I have played drums in my group, uh, that I'm lucky enough to have played drums in my group uh, for years and years. We started getting together, you know, with our masks and being socially distant, and started cutting stuff. Um, you know, really just to start keeping our sanity. And this has turned into like a weekly thing now where sometimes we'll have Adam, uh, Adam, I'll have Adam over and this great young bass player, Michael Zimmerman, or this great young bass player, Adam Bednarik, all people who are, 
who have practiced uh, strict social distancing themselves and people that I feel safe having in a portion of my house, mostly hanging outside and we'll come in and play and be on mass, you know, doing things as responsibly as we can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the amount of stuff that I've written and cut and, you know, put into practice something I was maybe working on a day before. I mean, I've never had something like that. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. So tell me what is the best thing that you have found and consumed that's, that's changed you? Whether it's music, a movie or whatever. There's a whole bunch, man. Okay. Um, Well, give us a couple then. Well, then, so first of all, I'm more obsessed with, um, current music than I've ever been in my life. Um, with the aid of Spotify, uh, and the aid of social media, um, you know, through the portal of basically loving two independent record labels that I think are really great. One being of course, Daptone and, and the other being uh coal mine. Actually I'm wearing their swag coal mine, which is a record label up in Cincinnati. Um, that my friend uh, Kelly Finnegan and his amazing band, um, the Monophonics, are on, as well as the the Delvin Lamar organ trio, who are fantastic from Seattle. Um, so I've become immediately like connected and influenced by things that are being made currently, and it, it, it just goes on down from there. There's bands like Krongbin, uh, Orgon. Um, uh, the Budos band, uh, obviously Delman Lamar organ trio. Um, there's a new band called the Altons from East LA that I think is fantastic that a new record just came out on an imprint of Daptone, uh, called Pemrose, which is Gabe Roth's new imprint in California. Um, so, and one thing leads to another, it's just like old music, but it's just so great to be, um, engaged with, uh, with this beautiful underground scene that's existed for, you know, the better part of 15, 20 years now. Um, and I've always been a fan of it, but it's just, there's so much great music. So that's, that, that, that's one thing. The, the second thing is from, from an engineering standpoint, um, getting, you know, advice and sort of, um, get getting some firsthand advice and, and, um, and sort of, uh, uh, putting into practice some unconventional techniques of recording that like are successful for guys like Gabe Roth from Daptone, um, uh, which actually I can show you really quick because I'm sitting here next to the drum booth. It's mostly drum related. Um, but so Gabe, um, there's an old photo from Stax of um, Al Jackson's drum kit being mic'd up Um and there's just a single ribbon in between the kick drum and the hi-hat, like facing the snare. <laughs> and I tried this a long time ago, and it was the best drum sound I'd ever gotten. Um, now I've completely adapted. I change it somewhat up from day to day, but, um, yeah, show but here, I'll, I'll show you, like, essentially. So there's the drum kit. And as you see, there's... You know, this is a, a 50s, sure, 55 Unidyne, like an Elvis, you know, what would be viewed as an Elvis mic. And that's really the main sound, that right there. And then over his shoulder, I have 
um, an EV636, which is an Omni mic from the late 50s, early 60s, um, which I sort of EQ, I tend to EQ whether it's this mic or sometimes I have that mic down here and sometimes I'll just put like a Unidyne, like a 57 up over there. Sometimes I won't put anything up there. I'll tend to EQ this microphone to be the chunkier sound and EQ that one to be brighter so that like the cymbals and like the crispiness of the snare. Um, and then on the kick drum, which we're back to no hole in the front head, um, and and actually having a front head that's a an old blown up ns10 speaker that i that was wired to be a sub kick um hmm. and that's the drum setup yeah. so you know very unconventional by modern mat by modern means but for the kind of trashy sound that i'm sort of wanting whoops <laughs> you're okay Oh, there I go. Um, for the uh, sort of trashy sound that I'm looking for, um, it just does it, you know. Yeah. Trying to make it sound like an old James Brown record or or whatever, you know. Well, one, I have to say, you know, the, the first thing you mentioned, that that's inspiring because I, sometimes I and many others get into a trap where all you listen to is, quoting Red Volkart, is dead guy's music. Yeah, and it's like all, all you know, because I can get into a thing where I only listen to people that are dead, and uh, and I I need to get out of that, and I I want to find new music and and current music that I can enjoy. One because you can they're still alive and you can support them, and and hopefully at some point you can go see them live and be inspired oh, yeah. by that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and there's tons, man. So I've started, um, you know, every week on. Uh, my live stream I do my records of the week and um, I've been doing that for several weeks now so there's a good you know 25 30 records um, that I've talked about on there and, and is this uh, on is this on Instagram or Facebook where do people get on this uh, Facebook I do what I do I tried it a couple of different ways and I I, I, I tend to get uh, the most viewership when I when I stream live on Facebook, okay. but then it's archived up to the YouTube channel, and it's usually archived over to Instagram as well. Um, sometimes Instagram's funny about uploading things that huge, but it's always archived after the fact on YouTube, and it's every Friday at um, seven o'clock Eastern, which is obviously six p.m. Central, five p.m. Pacific, um, and I call it uh, the Greasy Time Show, and. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's been really fun. There's actually something that um, I'm gonna start doing. Um, I can't really uh, talk about it yet, but I was actually contacted by a, a fairly major uh, uh, network, if you will, um, that's looking to start a um, a weekly variety live stream show. Yeah, and it's gonna feature a whole bunch of different types of content, and my little piddly basement show caught the eye of one of the executives and i'm actually going to contribute a weekly part of that show uh which is something completely unexpected um uh, but i've tried you know i've just tried to do you know where it's like i'll perform some material i'll uh tell some stories i'll talk about my records of the week i'll talk about a piece of equipment 
um, that I'm really digging that week. You know, I call that like the rig of the week segment. And then, uh, uh, and then at the end of the show, the way it's kind of gotten to now at the end of the show, I debut a new music video for, you know, a, a like a funk instrumental that, that was written and cut that week. Like sometimes the, the day before, even, yeah. you know, Okay. Would, would you pick up either acoustic electric or whatever and, and play us anything, something that's inspiring you right now? Uh, sure. Hold on one second. Let me, uh, what do I got laying around? Uh, so the, um, whoops, whoops, um, whoops. There's old red. red. I've got red here and, um, the things that I'm most drawn to at the moment, um, let me go ahead and turn turn the amp on if you don't mind. No, I don't do it. Ha- I don't have it on, but I'll I can I can turn it on, and uh, not by bending over. By the way, I'm just making sure this is plugged in. Sorry, folks, technical difficulties. Oh no, it's good. It you know because so, it's because it's going to be worth it. It's live. Yes. It's recorded live. It's recorded live. <laughs> so, so I've been really taken with um, two two things in particular. One is a just a a, a complete immersion into Afrobeat music. Fela Kute, Tony Allen. Obviously, with Tony Allen passing away, um, it sort of sparked um, the notion because I've always listened to Fela like many great musicians love to listen to fail. It's kind of a, uh, a, a common, uh, good musician, uh, thing, <laughs> like great players, like, you know, all great players, like listen to, uh, Donny Hathaway live. They listen to, uh, Fela Kute. They, they listen to, um, Oh God, I'm trying to think of like what are like the cliche ones that are like that just are amongst everybody. You know, a Beatles record of some sort, you know, um, is usually in there. Um, anyway, so anyway, I just I've always loved Fela, but never did a deep dive. And so Fela's music and James Brown's music, they're 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 like left hand, right hand, okay. Because like James Brown music, you know, um, influenced Fela quite a bit. Uh, Fela came to America in the late '60s from Africa, from Nigeria, and loved James Brown and basically took that aspect of, of funk and was and and like married it with with African music, and so you have this beautiful hybrid that happens. And so there's the thing that's common. The thing that's common between the two of them is they're, they're, they're hypnotic. James Brown music and Phelan music is very hypnotic where patterns are happening rhythmically and, you know, harmonically that are all complementing one another, but they're staying out of each other's way. And what you're hearing as a whole is this big, huge wall of rhythm and harmony. But the normal inclination is to try and do it all yourself when really it's like, no, that's like those are huge bands. Those are like 10 plus piece bands that are all playing very minimally with tons of discipline. That's the thing about 
funk music and about Afrobeat music is it takes lots of discipline because normal modern day musicians, you know, will after four bars, if they can even make it four bars, are going to be wanting to change and play something slightly different. And that's, you know, the thing about Afrobeat and, and funk music is it's about repetition and it's about not altering. It's about getting into a trance together, you know. And so whether it's um, like I, I mean, obviously I've talked about Jimmy Nolan a bit, you know, who was the original guitar player for James Brown. But for me, Bootsy's older brother, Catfish Collins, that's the music that really influenced influences me the most is that brief period where the jbs were together they were only together about nine or ten months and cut uh, you know super bad you know um you know You know, like everybody knows, um, get on up, sex machine. And that's a great example of what I'm talking about because a normal person would want to be like, and it's like, no, that's not what Catfish is playing. He's literally staying out of the way of the bass and the drums and just going. And he's staying out of the way and it's funky, you know? Uh, and the other one that's real famous from Catfish Collins is the uh, doing it to death, you know? And it's like he's muting with his hand on both sides, you know? Because if you're not muting, then it's... with that and then going into the Fela thing okay so like say there's like a rhythm like so are you still there did I lose you I'm, I'm still there but you, yeah you kind of went a little funky for a second yeah no 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 somebody was trying to call me so uh so anyway, they they can wait. They can wait because we're they talking about wait. the funk. We're talking about the funk. So anyway, so like say like the rhythm is like like uh and just that. Just a nice and then say there's another part going on at the same time. So one guitar player is playing that. Another guitar player might be going. 
And then maybe there's another guy in the band, maybe there's three guitar players, and so it's boom, 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 so the point I'm making is like really, really, I'd always kind of, I'd never really did a deep dive into Afrobeat or like the James Brown stuff because it's so, it's so simple. It's daunting. Okay. But man, what it does for your time, what it does for your feel. I mean, like if you play along to a James Brown record for an hour, your time, like, and really, really play along to it. Like, like, uh, one thing I'll do is I'll put, I'll put the record on and I'll like open my voice memo and I'll try and like play through my little Alamo amp or something like, and try and play like the same level with, with the record player and like really lock in where it's like, I almost can't even tell if I'm playing with the record or not. And it's like, God, what that does for your playing, you know? And that's, you know, that's what our heroes did. You know, that's what, that's how you do it. Yeah. You know, you ain't, you, you ain't got, you ain't, you ain't going to need no dang college course to learn how to do that. You just sit and do it. Sit and do <laughs> you it over and over. don't need a reason. Yeah. Just keep doing it. <laughs> do it over and over again. Do it to death. Yes. Well, that's awesome. You know, what you just showed us is a great lesson in arranging because you know, that's what that is. It's arranging. It's like, and, it, and it's making room and it's communicating. It's listening to what other, other people are doing and not feeling like you have to dominate the whole thing. It's, no. it's leaving space for other people. Get and, out of the way, man. Yeah. That's uh, get that, out of the way and, you know, get out of the way. Don't overplay <laughs> because it, you know, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's the number one mistake that's made with like R&B music, you know, is, is, uh, is it becomes, you know, it becomes so much syncopation that it is stupid and silly. Right. And there is nothing, there is no point being made. It's just goofy. It's just a bunch of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing is that, you know, band leaders, uh, you know, I mean, obviously talking about James Brown, you know, I mean, it's like he's the most legendary band leader. You know, it's like it was discipline and Fela was the same way. Like if you played in Fela's band, it's like you played. It's like twofold. It's like you play with everything you got. And if you give any less, I'm going to kill you. But you don't overplay. You play your part and you 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 make it move, yeah. you know, and um so, yeah, so it's been really, really fun uh, jumping in um, and just becoming completely obsessed with all of that. Um, well, we probably we probably need to you know kind of wrap it up. But one thing I, I have to, to to mention is while I was driving in and, uh, you know, and, and I knew we were going to, you know, we were going to record this. I, all I could think about was that two of the, the best road trips I've ever had in my life were with you. And uh -huh. so one of them, we went to Macon, Georgia, and yeah. you knew 
everything about, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just thought I knew something about the Allman Brothers and you took me to all the places, the places where, you know, album covers and back, you know, you know, shots and all sorts of things. But then we went to, we went to Memphis and, uh, and we went to Graceland and I had avoided going to Graceland my whole life. And it was because I was afraid it was going to let me down because I'm not like a, a gigantic Elvis fan, but I'm a pretty big Elvis fan. And, uh, and that was, again, that was another trip, you know, we did together and that was so much fun. And uh, I look forward to, you know, when we can do uh, trips like that again, but, uh, we need to, I need yeah. to take it to Muscle Shoals. We need to do Muscle yeah. Shoals. Yeah. So, because yeah, uh, well, that means a lot. I mean, as you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're both geeks of the highest order and, um, we just love this stuff. It's fun. It like, it's, you know, it helps the records come to life more, you know, sometimes when you go and you check things out, and you, you try and understand, you know, where it came from a little better, you know, or yeah. at least, I don't know, it's just, a, it's entertainment. I really don't think in the end it helps you understand anything that much more because the thing that I've also learned a lot lately, um, just recording tons down here is that it's like, it's the people, man, you know, a room is a room. A microphone's yeah. a mic, a guitar's a guitar, an amp's an amp, whatever. It's like, you know, it's the people, man. You know, it's the people that make the sound. And all the rest of it is just kind of like circumstantial. It's like, well, that's what that's the the mic and the preamp they happen to have. That's the that's the guitar he happened to have. You yeah. Know? But the thing that made it great was the fact that you fleshed out the stories of the people when we oh. when we did those journeys, when we took those trips, you know, because you know, when we're going through Graceland, you know, you're able to flesh out, you know, all these stories instead of it just being, yeah, you know, this Here's is a couch. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, all those things, you know, they have a, a real story and there were people. And when you get the, the, the real history of those people, and I think that's uh, one of the great gifts that, uh, that you gave to me. So, so thank you well, for thanks, that. Thanks, man. Well, yeah. it means a lot. I love it. And yeah. I love you. Yeah. You know, again, Zach was the best man at my wedding for a reason, folks. He's my man. I yeah. love you, bud. Well, love so here's back a, at here, you. Here's a, here's, a, here's a COVID hug. COVID <laughs> hug. COVID, COVID hug. COVID, COVID All right. hug. COVID. There we yeah. go again. Well, I'm glad that we could end it on love. So Absolutely. That's what it's about, baby. Yeah. Well, thank you, JD. And uh, God bless you. And uh, and we will, uh, we'll, we'll see you again next time. God bless you, too. Thanks a lot. Keep it breezy.